joining the ESBC Podcast Network, where I always say the purpose of the podcast is to make me money. Let me shut down this for a second. And the reason I say that, right, is because uh, what's important is, is, is time, right? It's Time is money, right? Time is money. It always has been money. And it always will be money, right? As I take the other side off here. So to that end, every single podcast is a business meeting. Every single business meeting has to have a purpose and an outcome, right? And the the purpose, we just said it, right? It's to make money. It's to make money, right? And not just to make money, but also to contribute to the economy and to... uh, period, right? And I'm here on the road figuring things out. So part of business is that if you're the smartest, toughest person in the room, you are in the wrong room. So we're going to get first thoughts from two guys who are a lot smarter and tougher than I am, right? Got Chad from the West Coast who's younger faster, even though I'm stronger, I cannot bench press one. We got Scott Coke, you know, got his thoughts. Figure out uh, how to get the echo out of YouTube here. Oh, first of all, happy Thanksgiving to everybody as we're right on the holiday eve, so um, get that out of the way first. Um, yeah. Got to be a lot of tough games this week. There's a lot of playoff starting to think about playoff implications in a lot of these games. So teams got to up their, up their game. Some teams, uh, some teams, as we know, as, as in the bottom feeders are tanking for the draft spot. So right. um, there's, there's, there's a bunch of tough games. There's been a bunch of, I was just reading as, as you were talking and I was listening, 
there's been a lot of lines that have moved significantly, you know, since they opened. So that's also going to be a, uh, a thing for the betters where if they want it, if they're confident, they should go to the window now because I'm sure there's going to be a lot more movement as the week goes on up until kickoff. So um, hopefully you watch the Hawthorne effect as we had pointed out yesterday, leading into this. And this will be, you know, an add on and hopefully, you know, you'll get your mind made up as to where you're betting. But I'd love 80% this week for sure. Yeah, so man, I'm uh, I'm excited for this week. You know, we got Thanksgiving upon us, the three Thanksgiving games. Um, it's always fun to watch games with your family and stuff like that on Thanksgiving. Give you a full day slate. So uh, it's an exciting new wrinkle in this week, and um, yeah, I'm ready to get get into these games. Awesome, awesome. So, uh, the first game we're going to get into is going to be uh, the traditional game early. Got a lot of sleep in, so I'll be ready to go early, way before the game, a little bit. Do some cleaning outside for the people that are coming in. And then, one one of the things we give people on this podcast is the ability. Uh, to be able to predict to their family members exactly what's going to go on. So we got uh, Detroit plus three and a half, and I'm going to take over 41. What do you think, Scott, then Chad? Well, I think in this game there's going to be an inordinate amount of running. I think, uh, you know, Detroit's quarterback situation is uncertain. Chicago starting Andy Dalton, um, you know, the weapons on the offensive in terms of receivers for Chicago are a little bare right now. Um, so I like this game going under. I think Montgomery and Swift are going to have huge games. Um, and I think both teams are just going to run the ball like crazy. Um, you know, offensive line play is going to be a key. Line play is going to be a key. Um, Detroit may get the advantage in this because of their Thanksgiving Day uh, tradition. Uh, this could be a game Detroit wins, so I'm I'm gonna take Detroit. I'm gonna take them on the money line, and Ooh. I'm gonna go under. I think Detroit Ooh. wins this game. I think they win this game. So Detroit on the money line, and at the end Ooh. of the podcast, Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> that's right. And Rick Flair, woo, we got Rick Flair on the podcast. As you listen to uh, the beginning and the end. We have Rick Flair. <laughs> you know, we rebel Rick Flair. Before you do your part, uh, Shannon Nolan, uh, as a kid, were you a Rick Flair fan? You get that? Woo, Rick Flair. I mean, um, I actually never was too big into that into the WWE stuff. I never really, I don't know. I didn't. I never got it. I, once I figured out it wasn't real, I, I you know, it wasn't really for me. But uh, wow. Listen, I took my vitamins when I was a kid. Said my yes. prayers. So yeah, that's where I lean. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, and no, I was man. I was too busy watching football, man. <laughs> nice. Right. No, awesome. No, so uh Rick Flair, see here in the South, right? 
the South, yep. remember, yep. the man on the moon is fake and wrestling is real. So we keep the peace during Thanksgiving. Chad, what do you think about this game? <laughs> yeah, so here I like Detroit with you guys, man. Um, I do think they can win this game. Um, I don't know if I'm going to play them on the money line. I'm going to take the, the plus three, take the points here for me. And then, yeah, I, I, I'm with Scott on the side here. I think this one's going to go under the 41 and a half. I'm seeing a ton of running. You know, Chicago's depleted. Uh, you know, they got Andy Dalton. You know, receivers are down. Lions are going to feed Swift. Um, yeah, I just don't see, you know, I, I think the Lions covering here favors the under. So I think it's kind of a tandem for me. Um, you know, I think the Lions keep it keep it low scoring, keep it close. Um think they can win a low scoring game here so lions plus the three under the 41 and a half for me nice nice uh we got a split decision no actually we got all three got the lions but we got a split decision on the over under i say it's going to go over because there's going to be some crazy specialty plays, block punts, fake field goal, fake punts, flea flickers, jet sweeps, <laughs> which is a which is a specialty play for the Lions. So, the consensus pick this is for Jason doing a great job with us. With I'm on vacation, man, he's done a great job, Jason, with the spreadsheets. Uh, Jason, if you're in Vegas with pockets full, somebody asks you if you're Jason, say, no, man, I'm not Jason. <laughs> right? Because we want to make sure with all these picks you're getting, all these, all these, uh, uh, um, all these uh, tickets you're cashing, with all these, you know, all the pocket, all the cash full of pocket, your pockets full of cash you have. Be careful. Have them send you a check. Right, and just have enough cash for dinner and to tip your cashier. So the split decision is we all agree on the lines. Lions money line. I put a grand on each game, plus really. Uh besides so just diversify which you know proxy I use, which uh online bidding I use to try to get the best prices, a thousand plus on each game. So I'm gonna put not a thousand on the money line. I'm gonna put two hundred fifty dollars on the money line. I'm gonna put a grand past tense on the Lions three point five, and I'm putting a grand on over forty one. Now the consensus pick is under forty one. Is it under forty one, or are you guys gonna buy that key number to keep it under forty two? Keep it where it is. I'm gonna keep it where it is. Yeah. You gonna do the same? Jack. Uh mm, I might buy it up to 42. I'm undecided. Yeah. I'll let that know. I probably won't bet it till the morning. All right. So Next game we're going to look at is 
going to be an exciting game. I'm already excited. I'll make sure I get some sleep, though. I don't stay up all night thinking about all this. <laughs> it's going to be the Las Vegas, the lost, the lost, L-O-S-T, Vegas Raiders. And I say that because two executives did something that I would be uh, put in jail for, which is uh, stealing money, right? So two executives on the Raiders, been there 30 years. How long have they been doing this? They stole money from the team. Not only did they steal money from the team, they said it was extra taxes they were playing, paying. And as we all know, you never mess with the IRS. Two first-round draft picks. One killed a person while driving drunk and high. Now they're not showing up to court appointments. And um, Carr is supposed to be a Christian, the, the quarterback, supposed to help this guy afterwards, right, to get to those uh, appointments in court after you already killed someone. So not good, right? Woody Allen said 80% is showing up. The second first-round draft pick, right, is threatening to kill people on Instagram. Gets kicked off the team. The guy who's got him is the main guy in charge now, uh, Mayock, right, who I desperately tried to put it on mute anytime he opened his mouth on TV. Rich Basaccia from this area, a pipe money type of guy. He's your head coach going against Dallas, who's looking to get to a Super Bowl, right? Corporate governance, which is fundamental analysis. I'm on the road, so I don't have my degrees and stuff back there, the books and the degrees. But fundamental analysis has gotten a lot of people rich. Technical analysis has not. So from a fundamental analysis standpoint, just on that, you're going to have to go with, how about them boys? How about them Cowboys? Minus seven in this blowout, a defense without a leader, right? It's a, a, cap, a ship without a captain. His captain was illegally fired by Roger Goodell, Godfather Goodell, illegally fired. He's suing him. He got his money from Mark Davis. We're talking about Gruden. Gruden, right? Pretty much the first or second time I've seen this, was fired by somebody who's not his boss and not a merit or performance issues. He was fired because of George Floyd social justice issues. Crazy world we live in. That's why we track it. That's why we have 28 consecutive weeks of process. I'm president. Nobody has it. And each week of profit compounds on the next, right? Because that's the outcome. The outcome is we make you a lot of money on these picks. What are your thoughts on this game, Chad Nolan? Did, did you? Did you... Yo, go, Chad. Um, He's on the road, too. He did Corvallis. His brother has a big game, the biggest game on Saturday, as the road to the Rose Bowl. Yep, yep. And, uh, Oregon State. 
what were your what were your picks? The Rose Bowl. What were your picks, Josh? I heard you had your, your Cowboys. Did you pick a side or for the, yeah. the overrunner? Yeah, Cowboys minus seven under. Uh, let me look what it is. Uh, it's at 51 and a half right now. I think. 51, yeah, 51 and a half. yeah, so I'm gonna uh, buy, the, buy the, the key number, right? Key, 52 is a key number, so I'm gonna get it under 52. Yeah, so man, I think I, I, I like the Cowboys here. Um, home game on Thanksgiving, I think they're gonna get a big win. I think the offense is gonna be clicking. I like the Cowboys to score 35 points in this one. Um, so basically, I need need a lot. Need at least two, 21 points, right? Well, two touchdowns will be will be 49. I really need like 17 out of the Raiders. Um, man, I just yeah, I I I just think this one's gonna get over. I just think in, in in that stadium, I think the, the Raiders can get to twenty one and give me three touchdowns. Um, I, mean, I feel like they're gonna throw the ball. You know, they're gonna throw it around a little bit. Something. That, I think they'll be able to make a play. Get Waller. Get one play for him. Have one good drive. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Cowboys minus seven over fifty one. All right, Cowboys minus seven. Over 51. What are your thoughts, Scott? I'm with you guys. I like the Cowboys in this game for sure. I just think that the Raiders are in a free fall, um, free fall mode. I don't like the way they're playing right now. Um, defensively, they've been torched. Um, Cincinnati didn't have a great offensive game and still put up 30 against them. So it doesn't bode well for them in a short week. Um, whether Lamb or, or – or um, plays or doesn't play. I still think Dallas is going to put in the 30s for sure. I can see the Raiders getting – I can see this game going over slightly. I, I think the Raiders can get to 17 at least, and Dallas gets to 35. So, I think it's going to be a big running back game for Dallas. I think Pollard and Zeke are going to have humongous games this week. And I think one of the receivers, probably Gallup, has a huge game as well. Thanksgiving with Dallas tends to bring out somebody – that you haven't, you you don't figure to have right. a big game to have a big game. Jason Garrett had it a few a, a long time ago. Um, you know, quarterback a couple of years ago had it. Randy Moss had a huge game at Dallas on Thanksgiving. So somebody's gonna have a huge game that you don't expect, and that's gonna lead to an over. So I like Dallas in the over in this game. Dallas in the over. Yeah. So we have two overs, right? Yep. One under. So the consensus pick is Dallas minus seven over 51. Over 51. Next game is going to be the New Orleans Saints against uh, the Buffalo Bills. The Bills are coming off a <laughs> Bills got smoked last week. Smoked. Bills got smoked, and I loved it because I picked it. Right? I loved them getting smoked. They did not score. They scored 15 points. Yep. Uh, Brian D. Well, 
big game for Brian Dayball because he's looking at some jobs. He's looking at a lot of money, right? His thing is to be, let's say he's the head coach of LSU making $10 million a year. He's not. I'm just making the point that if he's the head coach of a guy that leaves, let's say Brian Deball becomes the head coach of Baylor, he's getting $3 million. Uh, anybody with half a brain wants to leave Buffalo with, again, fundamental analysis, corporate governance. One of the differences we give you here is that I'm an MBA. I have clients worth $50 million, right? I get to pay for this lovely vacation from my uh, in-laws with Benny money using fundamental analysis, right? So it, it really does influence the outcome of a lot of games. Why we've been 28 consecutive weeks of profit. The Pagula family is very, very dysfunctional, right? Uh, success comes in many colors. Some people get lucky. Some people, it's a combination of being lucky and good, right time, right place. But doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be good NFL owners. So it's a highly, I mean, the Sabres are a good example. The Sabres are a horrible team. And it's because the Pagulas keep firing coaches. Here, they went from Rex Ryan, right? Rex Ryan or, or his brother, <laughs> one of the Ryans. He's asked to McDermott, and McDermott knows how to do less with more. What are you saying? Got with Tyron Taylor, got Tyron Taylor to the build to the playoffs. So it's mitigating. Can he do less with more? Uh, what is Brian Deball going to come up with? Before it was Greg Roman in that situation. Uh, so it's a mess going against uh, the Saints who the Saints are breaking in a new quarterback, Simeon, and uh, bringing in the other guy off the bench. In Georgia, the three rednecks that shot Amar Arbery got acquitted. The white guy that shot people in the riots got acquitted. The other guys were found guilty, my bad. All three of those guys were guilty. The white guy was acquitted. So, again, Gruden got fired for social justice issues. You say, Josh, what does it have to do with sports betting? It has to do with the fact that New Orleans, with the fact that the Pagulas have pissed off Goodell, the fact that New Orleans is a predominant African-American city, the fact that uh, one of the reasons John Payton got James Wilson as a starting quarterback is to prove that he's not racist, right? Because his starting quarterback, justly or unjustly, people felt that he was insensitive and racist when during the George Floyd era, he was talking about his daddy. Instead of saying, hey, man, that George Floyd situation messed up. He's like, no, hey, my dad was in the military. and shot, you know, it was the wrong thing to say. He got him fired from a $20 million a year job. So, Return to the mean, statistics. Analytics did not work in football. And MIT, the PhD in MIT, who has a World Series ring, told me that I agreed with her and it made a lot of money bidding against analytics. However, key statistics work 
return to the mean is a key statistic in sports betting. The guy from Jeopardy, the all-time winner, that's all he does is return to the mean. So I'm going to go return to the mean, Super Bowl winning coordinator and coach, Sean Payton, who won, right? After Katrina, <laughs> that, that's where my national catastrophe, uh, you could call it a conspiracy theory, and it could be cra as crazy as Taylor Green. However, the money I've made from it is real. It's being able to buy something. I've been able to try to trade it for tangible stuff. A lot of people did it too, right? Not everybody, but a lot of people bet the Saints after Katrina and they went all the way and won the Super Bowl. I'm going to bet them on the social unrest during Thanksgiving. I don't know if they're going to win. Man, I like that six and a half and two. D-Ball has to prove something. D-Ball has to put some points on the ball. He has an MVP quarterback. He's running him. I think it's ill-advised, but it's good. If your quarterback wants to run on a short week against the tired defense in the second half to push this game over, remember, 45 points is the average of an NFL game. So take your New Orleans Saints plus six and a half over 45. What do you think, Scott? Teams are struggling right now, but has anybody seen the Bills play the last two out of three weeks? They have looked awful. Right. They got destroyed at home by Indy last week by Jonathan Taylor. He ran he ran all over all over them. Um, Josh Allen has not figured out this this shell cover two defense yet. Um, yeah. and, it's cost, and it's costing them. He's he's trying to do things that you can't do against this defense. Sean Payton. Dennis Allen are very smart coaches. They know to keep that going, which which they will. It will give Josh Allen problems. That New Orleans crowd will have all day to tailgate, to eat right. turkey, to drink, to do all that other stuff. Right. And it will be a rowdy crowd down there on third on right. tomorrow night. So having said that, plus I think New Orleans is going to be able to have success against this Buffalo defense both running and passing the ball. So I like New Orleans to cover, and I like it going over 45 is too, too low of a number. These two teams right. are, are offensive uh, teams. So I, I definitely like the over, and I like the Saints to cover this for sure. They may not win the game, as you said, but they will cover the six and a half. It's too high of a number for me. I 100% agree. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, I I think, like you said, primetime game on Thanksgiving, getting seven points at home, Super Bowl winning coach against the Bills team. Um, that hasn't looked too impressive the last two weeks, and New Orleans is on a three-game skid. I mean, they need a game so bad. Um, I think they'll be able to keep it close, and, and uh, I think this one will get over too. So I agree with you guys here. I like New, or New Orleans with the points plus the six and a half and then uh, over the 45. All right, 100%. So the consensus game, uh, the consensus is your New Orleans Saints plus six and a half 
if it goes over, you know, balloons at the end, take the Saints over 45, which is the average of an NFL game. Uh, next game, it's a game where uh, Chad Nolan knows people on this team has worked out with them. Right, Bolden from Washington, their first round draft pick or second round draft pick. And an average listener on the podcast will keep it anonymous. Right, we know how to keep uh, things cool, but he likes the podcast. We appreciate him listening. And a benefiting from the podcast, going against the evil empire. We're all over this game, right? Uh, Scott is our evil empire, Bill Belichick expert in New England. And this is what, New England minus seven? And the total is 44 and a half, which we translate to 45. So we'll start with Scott and then go to Shaq. So this game opened at two and a half, and I, I would have jumped all over the Patriots at two and a half. Uh, I'm still going to take the Patriots. I think they're on a major roll right now. I think they're playing the, one of the best brands of football in the NFL that, that any team is playing. And I'm not saying that because I'm up in the Northeast. I'm saying it because it's true. Right. They, they are playing really well right now. They're playing at an elite level defensively uh, to shut out any NFL team in a game is saying something. Right. Uh, so um, I think the Patriots are going to, are going to get up early on Tennessee. Tennessee's too banged up right now. No idea if JJ, AJ Brown is playing. If he doesn't play, they have zero receivers. Marcus Johnson's out. Um, the tight ends haven't shown up. Tannehill and that offense is going to have a difficult time. They just cut Adrian Peterson yesterday. So they their backfield is in flux right now. They're just struggling to get to the bye. And uh, this is a huge game. This is for, for number one seed in the AFC, basically. Um, because the Patriots are playing at home, because Tennessee's coming up here, um, you know, I like the Patriots. I think the Patriots are going to win this game. I think they're going to win it by 10. Um, and I'm going to take the under. I think it's going to be a lower scoring game. I look for like a, a, a 24 to 10 type of game um, with the Patriots winning. Um, I just think they're on an elite level right now. And I think Tennessee is, needs, needs the buy in the worst way possible. And after this game, they get it. Um, their offensive game plan is probably going to be to try to run the ball. And Belichick knows that he knows Vrabel very well. Vrabel knows Belichick very well. So, um, and I think Belichick harbors some resentment to ending the Brady era up here, the way Tennessee came up here and did it a couple of years ago. So um, I think this is going to be one of those payback games. I like the Patriots. I like them under the total. I think that it's going to be under. Um, cold day, both teams are just going to want to get out of the game as quick as they can. So that's where my head is at in this game. I 100% yeah, I, agree with that. Go ahead, Chad. Yeah, me. Yeah, I agree too. I think, um, man, I really think the Pats are are on the way up, and they're they're looking good, like you said. Um, and this has huge implications for the AFC tiebreaker, um, you know, division game here against a team that's going to be, you know, up there with them, probably probably another division winner. 
So, yeah, I think they're going to handle, handle their business here. I think the, you know, the Patriots can control this game. I think we see a lot of running both sides and uh, brings comes in under the 44. So I like the pass minus seven and, and under the 44 here. Look good. I agree. I'm just going to buy the, the, the half point to make that 45 under a key number of 45. Definitely a grudge game. Uh, there's something going on between those guys. Even though Brable won three Super Bowls with him as a linebacker coach. But if we remember the end of that playoff game, Brable used a Belichick trick, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He had to punt and he kept uh, going for delay of game penalties to run down the clock to almost nothing, which is a yep. trick that Belichick had used in the past. And it was a more of a flick you, F you type thing. So who knows what happened? Maybe a dispute. Maybe he said, hey, I should have been the defensive coordinator and should have paid me. Who knows what's going on? But it is uh, well, personal, right? It is very, very personal. So uh, it's almost like the Belichick, I'm going to blow you out tour. He blew out the Jets. He blew out Cleveland for no fair reason. And he's going to go blow out the Titans. And the way the Titans uh, have acted, uh, you mentioned this guy. They've gotten rid of 13 players. Yeah. And they brought in 13 players. It's almost like they're viewing this as almost like a scrimmage. They don't got Henry. And they're reorganizing themselves for the second half of the season, knowing that on the road against Belichick, he really doesn't have a chance. So we're all in agreement. Your New England Patriots, six and a half, take it off the key number at six, buy the key number, make it 45. The New England Patriots plus six under 45. Next game is going to be the tank bowl, right? The tank bowl between uh, the New York Jets, who saw talent in Mike White and felt that Mike White might get him on a winning streak and they didn't want that. They want Joe Flacco, who has a bad neck, shouldn't even be in the NFL. He doesn't know any of the plays. They want him a quarterback who was not even a training camp or anything else. Right? So they want him. That's what they want. Versus Houston who's now, what, 3-1, and 2-1 with Tyrod Taylor at quarterback. After a holiday, the people, after a pandemic, the people need a win in Houston. Uh, I like Houston all the way here. Uh, I like Houston plus three. And what is the total on that? Um, It is. Total is, again, 44 and a half. So you want to take the under in that because I don't think uh, the – Lovey Smith is going to be – he has that defense going good because Lovey Smith likes that money. He wants to get hired again next year as a defensive coordinator or a head coach, even in college with all those college jobs opening up. So Lovey Smith is going to have that defense dialed up. Flacco, he's going to get hurt in this game because they're going to go come after him. A lot of anger on that Houston defense. They've been on the field all year. They're just trying to survive. They get that bad uh, – New York Jets offensive line and Houston's not going to pile on points. 
They're, they're trying to lose, but what can they do against the, against the, the Jets? So I like Houston. Again, they're like that family member who said they were cooking. When I heard, my wife says, oh, uh, so-and-so is bringing beef Wellington, and they're going to cook it and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you know what? That's not happening. Just heard it today. She's not bringing beef Wellington. She's going to go to the store, get something to the store, and get to Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> So you, you can't trust loser teams like Houston with points. I'm going to trust them on the money line. And being the fact that these are two pathetic teams, no way they're getting over. You're going to buy the half a point, though, because you don't trust them. You're going to do something stupid to give up a stupid score or a big six or something like that. They're going to buy that half a point. And I'm going to go your Houston Texans on the money line under 45. What do you think, Scott? Totally agree. I think um, this is the battle of the the tank tankathon teams. Right. Uh, Tyrod Taylor makes the difference in this game for sure. I think um, he's he's the more confident quarterback. He's the more um, stable quarterback. I think he gives Houston a good presence and presence at that position. Um, Zach Wilson is returning this week. And that's a that's an ug moment for the Jets. He did not look good at all when he played. Um, right. And they lost Mike. And they lost Michael Cato last week. Their number one, you know, their, their top running back. So that that's going to hurt a lot for the Jets. Um, you know, they'd be rough to talent right now. Corey Davis is a number one receiver. He's not a number one receiver in my mind. So having right. said that, I like Houston. I like them on the money line. I think they're going to win the game, and I like the under. I think it's going to be one of those 21-10 type of games. I, I just don't think uh, Houston's going to be jacked to the, to the moon to win a game at home for their fans who have, who have struggled through a big, big, long season for them. So, And now, you know, they're, they're, out of, they're going to be out of the number one draft pick, so who knows how they react after this. But um, I like them to win for sure, and I like a really low-scoring game. So. That's where I go with that. I think they're going to be flying because they, uh, they're very arrogant, ex cheat people. I yep. think as long as they're in the top five, they think they, they can outsmart people. There's, yeah. they're one of those, uh, there's a lot of people like that these days. They just think they're smarter than everybody else. So as long as they're top five, I think they're happy. What mm-hmm. do you think, Chad? Yeah, I think you guys got it right, man. I, I agree here. I think Houston money line. I think Houston can get this win. Um, Tyrod Taylor makes a huge difference. It's a home game. And then, yeah, I just can't see either team offensively here lighting up the scoreboard. Um, and I think you got to go. It's at 44, right? Right. Four and a half, yeah. Four, yeah, I think you got to go under 44 and a half here. I don't see either team lighting it up. I think it's going to be a lower scoring game. You know, I think. 17 to 14, you see Houston win this one, something like that. So I agree with you guys. All right. So you got your Houston Texans on the money line, right, under 45. Next game is going to be your Philadelphia Eagles, who Citriani seems like he's He's got his group. He had a plan. What he wanted to do as a really what he is as an offensive coordinator, then a motivational 
speaker, life coach. <laughs> so he's got his life coach, motivational speaker, office and coordinator gig going against the dysfunctional uh, New York Giants who just fired Garrett. Does Clark Judge have a plan? I doubt it. I think it's all going to be a disaster. So I like Philadelphia in a division game uh, against the Giants who are very, very, very dysfunctional. Again, corporate governors, especially after getting late into the season with a lot of masks are now off. Uh, no more hiding plays. No more trying to hide schemes. The really, really elite organizations can do that, but definitely not the New York Giants. Uh, complete disaster. This is not the time to fire your office coordinator, when especially when things aren't really 100% his fault, right? They're really the fact that uh, Clark George needs to go to therapy. He's fighting assistant coaches. He probably hit Jason Garrett in the face, and they had a fight, and then he fires him, like he did the coach last year. So that's not a way to run an organization. Philadelphia, Howie Roseman, as nutty as he is, he's better than this guy's. Just enough theory. So give me your Philadelphia Eagles minus three over 45. What do you think, Scott? I love the way the Eagles are playing right now. I think um, Jalen Hurts is is on a, a level the last five weeks that not many other quarterbacks are on. I think he he's directing that offense. Um, they're putting points up. They're they're moving the ball up and down the field. I think they're going to run all over the Giants this week. I think, don't think don't think the Giants have a solution for Hurts. I don't think they have a solution for that running game. I don't think Philly's going to throw the ball a lot. Um, the Giants are dysfunctional. Um, you know, Philly is is going to make the playoffs. I think they're going to make the playoffs. They got a schedule down the stretch here where it's conducive to them getting into the playoffs. So I, I think they're going to get in. Um, so I like Philadelphia. I like I like them in a big way this week. Um, you know, I traveling up to New York. It's the rivalry game in the NFC East, one of their rivalry right. games for them. So I like them big. Um, I like it to sneak on the over. I think the I think the there's going to be just enough points to sneak it on the over. I think the Giants are going to want to prove on offense that they're capable of of, uh, of scoring. Uh, Darius Slay's in the concussion protocol, so that's something to watch for Philadelphia. So I like the Eagles, and I like it to just sneak on the over. So that's that's the way I go. Eagles, I Eagles are going to get to 30. So if their team prop is in the 20s, I would bet that over because I, I think they're going to get in the 30s. The Eagles are trying to be like an organized place because Lurie has a lot of money and he has a lot of faith in management. And they got him a Super Bowl, but I think it was because of yeah. Frank Wright, not Howie Roseman. But Howie Roseman has worked himself into it. He's destroyed his family. He's divorced. He's neglected his children. But he's going to get players and he's trying to develop players, right? Uh, so they have more depth than the Giants, and the Giants are going to fall apart in the second half on defense to make this game go over. You know what? I just talked myself into the Eagles' second half line as well. What do you think, Chad? Um, yeah, man, I agree here. I think that 
the Eagles are going to put a womp on them. I think you, like you guys are saying the Giants are a little discombobulated here. I, I like Philly to score in the 30s. Um, I like them to get really to like 35, you know. So basically I need, you know, 11 points out of the Giants to get this one over. Um, you know, I don't think Philadelphia's defense is like, you know, uh, I mean, the Giants could possibly get a lot, you know, a big play they got. I mean, uh, John Ross and Tony's still over there that could break one loose, um, you know, and let, let this one squeak over. So I, I agree. I think uh, Eagles won this one handily. Um, Eagles minus a three and a half over the 45 and a half. All right. Awesome. Uh, thanks for uh, the people that are joining us on Podbean. Have any questions? Uh, let me know. I'll figure out how to chat. And on this game, we are going with your Philadelphia Eagles minus five. Always get the get these things off the key number if you can, if you're not getting raped for the uh, change. Minus three over 45. Uh, Tampa Bay at Indianapolis. Two really good offensive minds going at each other. Tampa Bay's on the road. They got a deeply lead defense. I am not going to underestimate uh, Frank Wright's ability to coach and to keep a game close that he shouldn't. But I like Tampa Bay a lot. Uh, if you can get a good number on the Tampa Bay money line, I would. Because this game could get crazy at the end. So I'm going Tampa Bay money line. Over 53. What do you think, Scott? So, I like Tampa Bay to win the game. I like it to, um, reason being, I'm going to pick the slight under on this is because I think that they're going to want to run Jonathan Taylor even more than they have in the past. He ran a lot last week. I think they're going to want to do the same thing. It's going to slow the game down enough where where Brady, if it's if it's going to go over, Brady has to maximize every drive he gets. I don't think that Frank Reich wants to give Brady the ball more than five times or six times in the game. Um, so I think he's going to maximize Jonathan Taylor. After last week, why, why would you not? I mean, he's he's a stud right now. He's on another level. He's on an MVP level. I think Tampa's going to win the game, but I think it's going to go under. I, I could see I could see very easily a 27-20 game. I mean, a 27-24 game, something somewhere in that vicinity. Um, but I do like Tampa to win the game and, and cover the spread. I do like the under in this game. I think it's going to stay under the 53. That's a high number. Um, you know, right, I, you never I, scored in an NFL game with 45. Right, right, right. That so that's an extremely high number. Um, Tampa is a little bit less um, consistent on the road than they are at home. So um, I like Tampa, and I, I like the under in this game. Yeah, and, and the reason that I like the over is because of uh, the. Indianapolis defense being so bad to begin with and then not having depth. And Tampa Bay is going to stress them being a Super Bowl team, being Tom Brady, being Brian Leftwich, being uh, Bruce Allen, uh, you know, Godwin, Evans, 
right? Then pounding him with Fournette. And then Gronk, Cameron Brait, OJ Howard. That's that that speaks to being able to wear down your defense. But the contrary to that is that Frank Wright can figure out how to score in any defense. That's a great battle between Frank Wright and Todd Bowles. I think Bowles will do good in the first half, but then in the fourth quarter, late in the third quarter, in the whole fourth quarter, especially the second half of the fourth quarter, uh, you're going to see fireworks. Touchdown after touchdown going back to to get it over that 53. Remember, 53 is over the key number of 52. I'm expecting almost 80 points to be scored in this game. What do you think, Chad? Chad, yeah, no. I, like, I like the yeah. I like Tampa Bay here. Um, I think they're going to get this one done. I think Tampa Bay money line is the way to go. And yeah, I see Tampa scoring thirty points here. Um, you know, and I, I think it's I think that uh, the Colts are going to have to score a little bit to keep up here with that defense. Um, so yeah, I like this one to get over. I think that uh, you know I think we can get eight touchdowns in here. This one will get to fifty six or higher. So. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go over the 53 with Josh, and uh, then Tampa Bay with both you guys. Nice. So the consensus pick. I think it's going to be like a college game. It's going to be Oklahoma State against uh, Oklahoma. Bedlam. We're going to see a lot of points being scored late. So the consensus pick is Tampa Bay. Money line because it could be like a whatever the dome 70 yard field goal to win the game. Uh, so Tampa Bay money line over under, I think it's going to go over 53 if you can buy it down to 52. Uh, another uh race to the bottom here, Atlanta. Uh, I feel bad for the quarterback as. Kyle Pitts does not want to uh, extend his body to get the ball against Jacksonville. Jacksonville's at home after a bad loss with a high school quarterback. Uh, 47, man. I'm going to go. I am going to go. I'm going to withhold my adjustment for a little bit, but I'm definitely going Jacksonville against Atlanta. They're just going to want to want it more than Atlanta. And uh, Atlanta lost 25 to nothing to Bill Belichick. Uh, they scored nothing, right? 25 to nothing against Bill Belichick. Jacksonville coming off a bad loss, where, the, again, the defense played lights out. But Trevor Lawrence... Um, again, exhibited that he should not be in the NFL right now. What do you think, Scott? So, these teams are so bad. I, I like the right. under for sure. I, I don't think it's going over because of the quarterback play. I, I'm going to take Jacksonville in this spot reluctantly only because I think that Matt Ryan is not playing a good quarterback right now. 
and and I think that struggle will continue. Jacksonville's defense is not totally bad. They do have some weapons on the defensive side of the ball. So uh, I think this is going to stay very low scoring. I could see a 14 to 10 game for sure. Um, I don't think Trevor Lawrence is, is going to have to do a lot or anything for Jacksonville to win this game. I'm not taking them on the money line. I think James Robinson is going to be the big star for Jacksonville. I think they're going to run the ball a lot and a lot and a lot. And Atlanta's going to have to slow that down, and I don't think they can. So I'm going to take Jacksonville, uh, and I'm going to take take the under for sure. I don't think this is going over anywhere close. So. Yeah, what do you think, Chad? Yeah, I mean, I agree with you guys here. Um, I think Jacksonville is in a pretty good little bounce box spot at home as a home dog here. Um, and, yeah, I mean, for, what's, what's that, like 46 the total? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just, yeah, that's just too high. I mean, over the average score of a game, these two teams offensively, um, I just there, – there would have to be some serious defensive breakdowns for this game to get that high scoring. So, I, I agree. I think it's going to be Jacksonville here and then uh, an under. Jacksonville, your Jacksonville Jaguars, and the under. Under 47 is a consensus pick, and my pick, because I think about it a little bit more, that Jacksonville defense has a lot of pride, right? They just saw Atlanta get shut out, and I think this is the end of the road for um, Matty Ice. He just, and not necessarily that he looks too old, but what is the free of the franchise, right? Are they going to be able to put all the pieces together? The franchise is going to be broken up in that divorce. The Arthur Blank, right? Uh, he made a bad decision as an old man, multi-billionaire, married the wrong woman. And after seven years, he's taking a lot of his money and a lot of his football team. And that's a disaster. Because remember, that when teams are being sold, you have to cut down on labor costs, right? To increase the profit. And that woman, that gold digger, that, that, that hustled Arthur Brink, the founder and owner of Home Depot, uh, she doesn't care about football. She cares about his money and legacy for her kids. <laughs> she does not care about football fans. And she does not care about dumb betters trying to get the Falcons to cover the spread or even beat a team as bad as the Jacksonville Jaguars with a high school quarterback starting. And keep in mind, before we leave this game, Atlanta hasn't scored a touchdown in two games, so they're going to be pressing to get in the end zone. So they, they'll make some mistakes it's good for defense. sure. Yeah, and they'll make some mistakes for sure in this game. Yeah. And I think the Jacksonville uh, defense knows now that if they get a pick or they get a scoop and score, everybody needs to block and get that guy in the end zone or they, they're not going to get see the fruits of their labor. Carolina against Miami, minus two, over-unders 40, uh, over 42. Makes sense of this game. You're up there in the Northeast. Makes sense of this game here. Even though Miami uh, is on the East Coast, they're more towards the Southern East Coast. And Carolina's in the mid mid-Carolina. But there's a lot of Boston transplants in both cities. <laughs> uh, well, make sense of this game for us, Scott. 
So uh, Miami's going to have to stop Cam and McCaffrey uh, running the ball to win this game. I mean, I, I and I think one of them is going to have a big game. Um, Carolina scored 21 points last week. Miami scored in the 20s as well. So I think this game can get there. I think um, I think Carolina needs to win more than Miami, and I think they're going to get it. I think uh, it's going to be like a 27-21 type of game. Um, it's all about the running with Carolina. It's all about the running. They brought Cam in for one reason, one reason only, is to run the ball. Because they didn't have a quarterback. So uh, I think Miami struggled against the Jets last week, which surprised me a lot uh, offensively. So I don't know how Tua is right now. Um, I don't know whether his finger injury is bothering him. I seem to believe that it is a little bit. So I like Carolina win this game. Um, you know, and I like it to go just over. I like it in the mid to high 40s for sure. I just think they're going to run the ball and run it a lot, and they're going to uh, they're going to expose Miami's rush defense. So that's where I go with this game. But so you go over the forty-two. Over the forty-two. All right, I'm going to go, and I'm going to go under the forty-two. Right. So you're going Miami over forty-two, right? No, Carolina, Carolina. Carolina, Carolina in this spot. Under under the forty-two, like Carolina plus the two points, or is it already game points? Spread. Okay. Let me double check the spread here. It's yeah, Carolina it's two. Mi- minus two. Minus two. So so basically, all Carolina almost has to do is win the game. I can't see it being a one-point game. So I think Carolina can win the game. I think they're the more desperate team. I think they needed a lot more than uh, Miami does. So I see Carolina winning the game based on their running attack. They're going over. Right. I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to go with your Miami Dolphins. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, Miami Dolphins now have a lot of momentum. Uh, beating Baltimore. I thought that was a big win. They beat the Houston Texans. So now they got a shot for the playoffs. Now, Chad was calling me pajama man. Right? And this is Thanksgiving, live streaming, making people money. But Tua, maybe it got on my subconscious. Tua showed up in pajamas to the news conference. Kind of prove to people, and Nolene Steinberg listens to the podcast, Warm Moon, all those people that advise to her, they got him that 20 million. Even though I know, you know, these people, I don't know them. They send me emails and messages. I don't really know these people. Uh, Tua got the 20 million. I got zero out of all that. <laughs> so, but Tua has pajamas on, right? Good marketing. You know, he's loose. Carolina starting a quarterback that Chad Nolan worked out with in Cam Newton. It's going to be hot down there. <laughs> it's going to be hot here. It's going to be about a three and a half hour drive that I am. 
I'm feeling it. Tomorrow I'm taking off. I was jump roping outside and running around this property. One one time around the property, I have to avoid water moccasins because they're saying that if a water moccasin bites me, I got 15 minutes before 911 gets there. So running around the property, it's almost like one way around the track. And it, man, it makes you tired. A lot of, of uh, admiration to San Francisco playing here last week in pads. So I like uh, Miami second half line. I like Miami in this game. I like them plus the three points. Loser team. It's like the relative member that we gave the hundred dollars. They already got their hundred dollars. They already got their hundred dollars. They asked for twenty. We gave them a hundred. We knew they were not going to bring the beef. Beef Wellington. I think they even made that up. There's no way they were bringing that to Thanksgiving dinner. So I like your Miami Dolphins against the Carolina Panthers plus those two points. And I like it. Uh, I do like it under those 42 because Matt Rule still protect both Flores and Rule are both pretending to be defensive juggernaut head coaches. Break the tie, Chan Nolan. He's in Corvallis, which is 45 minutes. Oh, is it me? It's not yes, me. Uh, I got a double tiebreaker. Yes. Because what you're on, you're on the under, Josh. Scott, you're on the over. Yeah. Correct. Correct. All right, man. Drum roll. So. Um, Probably gonna be a crazy game. Whenever we, we whenever we we uh, have a split decision, the game ends up being crazy. The last one was the crazy uh, New Orleans uh, Philadelphia game. So I'm I'm gonna go um, on my side here. I, I like I think um, Scott's right about Carolina. I like Carolina on the money line minus one thirty here. I think that they can just do enough to win this game. Um, you know, running the ball with Cam and McC- healthy McCaffrey. He looked really good last week. I look for him to have another very big game. Um, and then I, I got to go with Josh on the under here. I think that it's just gonna be a uh, a grinded out type of game, uh, lower scoring. I, I think Carolina can squeak it out, you know, like 21 type 17 game. Um, I mean, maybe even lower scoring than that. So I'm going uh, Carolina money line and under 42. All right. So the consensus pick is going to be Carolina on the money line uh, under 42. Now, I'm going to have that link. Top 10 rules of betting, right? Number one rule of betting, do not bet your own team because you overestimate the decision, right? I I think that Oregon State's going to blow out Oregon, then blow out Utah again, and then blow out by double digits whoever they play in the Rose Bowl. Now, I shouldn't bet that because I have an obvious, you know, I have a bias towards uh, Oregon State being able to run the table on that. do the, I could do a three-team parlay, right? And they would take my bet anywhere for that. That uh, Oregon State will beat by double digits their next three opponents. 
and it being the Pac-12 championship game and the Rose Bowl, right? And if I had a vote, I would vote them to be uh, the national championship. I would vote them over Georgia and Alabama because I overestimate my decision. So are you overestimating Carolina, Chad, because you worked out with uh, uh, Cam Newton? I would say no. <laughs> no, yeah, I don't think I am here. I mean, I, I, this is the first time since he's been back I'm going with him. Um, I just think they're going to be able to, you know, do some things, wrinkle in the, in the running game with, with him and with McCaffrey back just to, to do enough to win this game. Right. No, I, 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 that's a good pick. So the consensus pick is your Carolina Panthers. Uh, on the money line, or yeah, you guys go on money line, right? Because the point, point and a half, a game that could be a field goal game. So it'd be yeah, I'm, I'm going, money line. I'm going money line, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Chad. I'm money line. All right. And I'm Good on Oregon stuff. State, too, just to let you know. <laughs> See, Scott can pick Oregon State. We can't. <laughs> <laughs> but Oregon, Oregon State did beat him last year. And I know Chad last year, and I bet Oregon State won that bet too. So uh, Pittsburgh, right? Crazy year, crazy year. We want to get over eighty percent, but we're not complaining. It's compound interest, twenty-eight straight weeks in a row of profit. I like your Pittsburgh Steelers. You're gonna give me points. Give me five points. Uh, it's gonna go over forty-five points. I see what's going on here. With Matt Canada, a guy who's married to the game of football, he's the offensive coordinator for your Pittsburgh Steelers, should get a college and coaching job. So I like the Pittsburgh Steelers to cover five points over 44 and a half. I don't care if it's Mason Rudolph. I do not care if it's Brett Musburger or Mid Roethlisberger, a quarterback for your Steelers. Uh, Mike Tomlin will out-coach the under man. See, it's not fair, right? Because Tomlin has enough resources for the head of scouting to be the head of scouting. He has a defensive coordinator. He has Matt Canada. Matt Canada is a game-changing coordinator. The reason Pittsburgh was in that game, had a chance to win last week, was because of Matt Canada. That's why they're showing pictures of him during the game. So give me Matt Canada and your Pittsburgh Steelers plus five. I'm happy I'm getting points. I think the line is messed up over the suddenly overrated Cincinnati Bengals. Even though DeMar Chase and Joe Burrow worked out with Chad, I'm going to have to go with your Pittsburgh Steelers. Mike Tomlin out coaching poor Zach Taylor of the cheapo Cincinnati Bengal franchise. And also the Steelers will have more deaths. So second week in a row, I'm playing with my money. It's not the house's money. It's my money because I'm the one bidding these 12 and 0 second half bets. So I'm 12 and 0 second half bets. So I'm going Miami second half line and I'm going your Pittsburgh Steelers uh, second half line. Minus five, over 45. What do you think, Scott? 
I'm right with you. Um, based on last week's game, based on them getting all these guys back from the uh, from the injured list, um, based on Cincinnati beating them earlier this year at Pittsburgh, I think Pittsburgh's in a in a really good spot right right now and right here. I think they've played really well in the last quarter and a half. I think they'll carry that over. Um, I like Pittsburgh in this spot um, with the points, and I like the over. I, th I think this is going to be a higher scoring game. Um, I think Pittsburgh's going to be able to score. I think Cincinnati's going to be able to score. I think there's going to be a lot of passing in this game for sure. So I would, I would definitely take Pittsburgh. I think Tomlin's got his team on the up, on the way up. I think they're going to be able to compete for that seven spot in the AFC playoffs. So I would, I would definitely go with Pittsburgh and I would definitely go with the over. I think this, both teams could get in the high 20s, low 30s in this game. So, I 100% agree. What do you think, Scott? Um, what do you think, Chad? Yeah, you guys got it right here. Um, getting those points with the, with the Steelers was too many points. It's going to be a close, close division game. Um, and yeah, I think both teams can throw the ball around and put some points up here and, and get this to go over. So, I agree over the 45 and um, Steelers with the points here. So the unanimous pick, whenever go unanimous, you never bet more than 25% of your bank loss. So we're, we're unanimous like this. Take a good hard look at betting double odds. I mean, even the Steelers money line is interesting. So that's it for the early games. So this week, there's going to be two late games. And then uh, Sunday night, and then Monday night. So the first in that second window, there's actually going to be three games. So that's good. So red zone channel still going to be good. Uh, I hate with um, one of the things about sports betting is for me, you put it on mute. You don't listen to what they say. So in the late window, when there's only two minutes on red zone, the guy hands and starts running his mouth. <laughs> and that's all you see is this guy hands and running his mouth and no action going on. But we're going to have three games. So we'll see less of Mr. Hampson uh, flabber-jabbering, as he used to say when I was a young guy. He got he really... L.A. Chargers against the Denver Broncos. Vic Fangio, good old Vic, is coming off a bye. We saw the lack of depth in the Chargers last week. Uh, it's telling that their coach came out and started uh, taking shots of management, taking shots at the city of LA, the fact that they have no fans there and that every single game they play is a road game. The total is way too high. They're trying to take advantage of people. Denver coming off a bye, going to make it hard on, on uh, Herbert to score. Keenan Allen, big George Floyd type guy. He's looking at a white starting quarterback. He's not helping the man out. He's, he's doing enough to get his stats, but he's not going out of the way to catch the ball. 
Mike Evans is doing his best, even though he's African-American. He's doing his best. However, he's not that good. He's dropping a lot of passes. So there's a lot of problems in L.A., a lot of problems in Denver. But Denver's defense is always tight. You're going to keep it tight. And to, uh, to pacify things in Denver, they got Teddy Bridgewater as your African-American starting quarterback, right? And again, we told you about Ahmaud Arbery. Uh, I'm very happy that those rednecks who shot him are guilty and are going to spend a lot of time in jail. The rednecks who shot people in Kenosha, Wisconsin, got free. So you got an African-American quarterback in a riot, riotous city against a team who really doesn't have a home. Now, remember this. The highest winning percentage in the NFL at home are historically the Kansas City Chiefs and the Denver Broncos. In altitude, I'm getting points. Uh, let's, I'm, I'm dialing up Denver on the money line. Denver plus three, 148. What do you think, Scott Cope? I think Denver in the spot. Um, you know, they're, they're unexpectedly in a playoff chase. I, it, this is a huge, huge game, as a lot of these games have been um, for Denver. Uh, Denver's had two weeks to prepare for the Chargers. It, I would assume they watched the Sunday night game, saw what the Chargers do on you offense. You would assume. Yep. <laughs> saw what the Chargers do on offense and will take away a couple of those things. Um, I do think uh, Eckler has a huge game for the Chargers, but I don't think it's going to be enough. I think that Denver is going to run the ball slow the game down, which will lead to the under being hit. Um, and I like Denver at home. As you said, Denver is a, a, a highly successful home team. And I think this is another game where Bridgewater won't turn the ball over. They'll run the ball effectively. And I think they'll win the game. Um, I'm not going to pick the money line, uh, but I do like Denver with the points. And I love the under in this situation. I don't think it's going over. I think Herbert, the reason Herbert had the huge game that he had was simply because Pittsburgh was banged up on defense and they had their way with them. Denver's a good defensive team at home. Herbert will right. struggle again. As we've said, as I said in the past, good defensive teams give Herbert problems. Good defensive schemes give Herbert problems. And that's exactly what Denver and Fangio will do to him. So. I 100% agree. What do you think, Chad Nolan? Yeah, man, I, I agree here. I think, um, you know, Denver in the altitude coming off a bye week in the division, um, getting points, at a home dog in that situation, I think is, uh, is, is the right side to be on. And, yeah, I mean, I think Denver's been probably the best under team in the NFL up to this point. Um, I think that number is a little high. I think there's some recent recency bias from uh, the Chargers last week. And I'm just – Chargers total seem to be a little on the high side right now. And, um, yeah, I, I think this one's going to stay low, lower scoring. Um, and I, I like uh, – I'm not going to – I'm going to stay off the money line too. I'm just going to take the points. I think getting three points here um, and the under are, are good plays. 100%. 
they're going to Denver in a division. So they're home dog in the division, plus three, under 48. I really like that a lot, right? It doesn't mean anything. I like a lot of things, a lot of the ones I didn't like end up catching, right? So Denver plus three under 48. Next one is another cheap franchise, very dysfunctional, but he knows how to maneuver in that environment. Especially is he can be more of a tyrant when the defensive coordinator is his uh, son and the offensive coordinator is the kid of his best friend, uh, Kubiak. That's your Minnesota Vikings and Mr. Zimmer going against San Francisco. On the road, San Francisco's in a playoff drive. Uh, John Lynch, his dad, owned the Mighty 1090 in Tampa Bay. Mighty, not Tampa Bay, Mighty 1090 in San Diego. That's the flagship radio station for Jim Brown. And is where I first stopped. I was getting Tampa Bay picks when the Chargers moved to LA. The Chargers, uh, Scott Kaplan and Mighty 1090 needed some NFL coverage. So they got listeners to come in and give reports on teams. And of course, <laughs> my segment devolved into sports betting picks. <laughs> It wasn't whether Tampa Bay was going to win or lose, but it was if they were going to cover the spread during the James Winston days. So that's John Lynch, who is your general manager of your San Francisco 49ers. He's already taken them to the Super Bowl. He won the Super Bowl as a safety at one of the mafioso coaching chains that live very well in the NFL. Without permission, Tomlin, Barry, Marinelli, uh, Lovey Smith in Houston, Herm Edwards, Arizona State. We can go on and on. Needless to say, take San Francisco on the money line. It's going to be a crazy game. And that total, average total of the NFL game is 45. That total 49, I think it's too high because we're going to go correlation here. Now we're going to go PhD, sports betting, NFL betting. If you like the Vikings, then this game is going to go over. If you like the San Francisco 49ers in a complete coaching staff, not just one man as a tyrant, right? Uh, it's almost, it's almost, this game is almost communism versus capitalism, right? The communist team is the Vikings with a dictator, right? And Zimmer versus the collaborative team of Shanahan. It's almost like royalty, right? So China against England. We got royalty here. You got legacy, John Lynch and his dad. He paid for him to go to Stanford. Uh, and Danny Green was his coach at Stanford, who we have at the beginning of the podcast. Uh, and then Legacy Shanahan, his dad won Super Bowls. They're on a roll. They look good. I like 
on the money line, though, because I think it's going to be a close game. San Francisco uh, on the money line, the over-under. I'll let Scott and Chad, because I could be living in the past. I could be living with the parents. <laughs> Sorry, football, the parents were in charge. Uh, you know, Daddy Lynch and Daddy Shanahan. So I'm definitely going to San Francisco. I like them in this game because of corporate governance. They just have more firepower, right, as far as coaching the team. And again, a perfect example is one of the interns, because they're cheap in Minnesota, lost them that game in Baltimore getting a 15-yard penalty for unnecessary roughness on the sideline by an intern, right? And the intern did not get fired. Can you imagine that? You lose an NFL game, doing something stupid on the sideline, and you don't get fired because you're friends with the coach, right? So that shows you that, hey, they have enough, good enough theory, they have enough corporate governance <laughs> to field an NFL team, actually be competitive and don't make the playoffs. But when you get into a team that's very detail-oriented, like the 49ers, right, and who have money to pay for each position on a coaching staff, and support staff, you're going to lose on the road in a game that team needs to win. So I'm leaning towards the under. What do you think about this game, Scott? Oh, boy. So Minnesota has weaponry on the offensive side of the ball all over the place, which leads me to believe that they're going to, they're going to score high 20s. San Francisco has shown a propensity that they can score, but they've also shown a propensity that they can give up some points, um, i.e. the Indianapolis game, Green Bay game, uh, yeah. those games like that. I'm going to take Minnesota, and I'm going to take the over. I think Minnesota will do just enough offensively to win this game, and I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I mean, San Francisco's coming off Jacksonville. Jacksonville is – that throw that game off the window. This is a different step up in class in terms of offensive talent. I think Minnesota's hitting on all cylinders on offense. I think that win against Green Bay last week was a huge win for them because they're in the playoff picture. This is a huge game. Both teams are in this playoffs race. So this is going to go a long way to determine who gets that six or seven seed. So I like Minnesota traveling um, to the West Coast, um, and I like the over. As you said, if you take a Minnesota, you take a New over. I believe in that totally, um, and that's the route I'm. That's the lean I'm going. So, yeah. I just think their offensive, their offensive talent, is going to cause San Francisco a lot of problems in terms of they can run and pass the ball very effectively. So, uh, that's where that's where my lean would be. Right now, San Francisco shut down the Rams. I would say Cousins, Stafford, sort of a draw. Stafford is smarter. Cousins is younger. And the Rams don't have a running back, but it's Dalvin Cook playing for Minnesota. Right, and the Rams yeah. have Cooper Cup, and after that, it's a it's an all a jumble where the Vikings have Jefferson and Thielen. So yeah. Robert then, Woods is out for the year. Yeah. And, and that was know, basically but, yeah. they played that game basically two days after Woods. Towards ACL, so right. they needed to 
they had to figure some things out, which they couldn't in two days. So I think with the bye week, as we'll get into probably in the next game or the game after um, with the Rams. So, yeah. And I think part of my pick too, is I think, uh, I mean, God bless him, right? He's a good guy. He makes a lot of money. He makes $25 million a year. But I really do feel that, uh, you know, Kirk Cousins, right, Man of Faith, he's going to have to do a lot of praying. And he's going to have to put the game in God's hands because he's a mentally weak guy. He's going back to the debacle in the playoffs where he completely uh, had tanked. He didn't tank. He just played horribly in the playoffs and lost him a playoff game they could have won. Yeah. Now, Stefan Diggs did not do him any favor dropping the ball in the end zone. Yeah, and, and the but, fear with Cousins I have is he always comes up with those games out of the blue. That's like what happened. You were playing a okay. great quarterback, and now all of a sudden you have that game. So that's my fear. I don't know. I don't think it's going to happen here. Um, both teams have a lot riding on this game. Both. Yeah. It's a ton. It's a play. It's a tiebreaker for a playoff spot. So um, I just think. So gonna, the, yeah, so I'm going to go opposite. I'm going to go. Uh, which in a way we both can win because it's plus three. So let's say San Francisco or Minnesota wins by two points. We both cash tickets. Yep. The difference is I think it's going to go under. I think a pick six will end up being feeling, hustling, tackling him at the 20. Then the, the 49ers do a five-minute, 25-yard drive for a field goal to keep the game under. Yeah. Break the tie, Chad Nolan. All right, so I'm going to go. I like um, I like San Francisco here. I think they can win this game. Um, it's got a lot. They're home. They got the home field here. Got a lot riding on this for uh, for playoffs and tiebreaker. So I'm going to take um, – I'm going to get them under that key number. I think uh, minus two and a half. Uh, I, I like San Francisco here. Um, I, th- I think they'll win it. And then total wise, uh, I'm kind of going like in the middle, you guys. I I think it's I, I even though I know San Francisco is going to run the ball, um, they've shown that they've scored 30 points or more in three of their last four games, um, and I think they'll be able to keep up scoring wise, um, you know, with with Minnesota here. You know, I think you know San Francisco wins like a 31 to 28 type of game. Um, you know, this one can get up to like 60 in the total. So uh, I'm going, uh, you know, I might just go safe and just actually take the money line with you on the, on the, on the Niners. There's a Niners money line and then uh, over the, uh, what do we got? 50, what's the total at? 49. 49. Yeah, over over the 49. Josh, I think the, the one added thing to this game is when they put Debo in the backfield, that's opened up their whole offense and has allowed them to, to be more effective on offense. So I think that'll lead to a lot of points for San Francisco too. So Right. But I, I think it's one of those games where Shanahan wants to protect the defense. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. So he's, 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 he's going to try to have long sustaining drives. Yeah. Plus he doesn't trust his quarterback. He doesn't trust Garoppolo. Right. 
uh, at all. If he trusted Lance, if he trusted Lance more, Lance would probably be in the in this starting quarterback right now. Right, right. But he doesn't trust him, so. Right. Right. So split decision. San Francisco, because San Francisco's getting points. Let me make sure of that. This kind of no, San Francisco's favorite. So San Francisco on the money line. Under actually it's gonna be over 49. So the consensus pick is San Francisco money line over 49. Got it right, guys? Right. All right. Next late game. So this is going to be the last of the late game. The LA Rams revenge game theory against Green Bay at Green Bay. Uh, the Rams are breaking in uh, Odell Beckham, right? You know, Odell Beckham made a mistake. A lot of guys make, right? Hang out with models and doing a lot of cocaine. The problem he had was that he allowed one of those models to take a picture of what was going on. I think guys have gotten smarter and say, hey, no cameras around here. Uh, Boy Wonder, Tron McVeigh, taking the team to a Super Bowl, coming off a bye. Uh, what makes this game tough is the fact that Green Bay is coming off a loss themselves. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, his unstableness is coming off. He, they lost a they lost a division game, basically a shootout. Uh, their defensive coordinator is Joe Barry, right? Who married? Monty Kiffin's daughter, Lame Kiffin's sister. And they all have the same defense. Lame Kiffin, Monty Kiffin, Joe Barry, and my man, Raheem Morris, comes from that same tree. So it's the same defense. You're looking at it. Uh, McVeigh and LaFleur our best of friends. So they go out on a boat in Marina del Rey in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. They have a renaissance weekend, talk about offense. They all come from, I guess, the to use a mafia term, the main man would be Gruden who won the Super Bowl. The godfather is Andy Reid. So these are teams that literally mirror each other. They played each other in, in the playoffs last year. So Really, whenever I go against revenge game theory, I lose. So I'm going to go with revenge game theory. Your Los Angeles Rams, right? In uh, a pick them. So I'm going to on the money line your LA Rams, and it's going to go over 47 points. Uh, both defenses are depleted it's late in the season. These are two offensive coordinators, two best friends going against each other. Uh, one best friend beat the other best friend last year. 
So I think uh, Boy Wonder's going to win it, and the game's going to go over. So you got the the LA Rams pick them over forty seven. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, man, I agree here. I think uh, revenge game's a good way to look at it here, revenge game theory. And I think uh, the Rams in a pick them um, can get it done. And then, yeah, I think this game easily gets to seven touchdowns, easily gets to over 49 here. So 47 is just a little low. I think this one's going over as well. What do you think, Scott? The, one, the other thing we forgot to mention is if the Rams were to lose this game, they're three games behind Arizona with five left. Can't right. have it. Can't, it can't happen. Because what they're basically saying is the Rams lose this game, they're going to be the five seed and play one of the top four NMC teams. It's not going to happen here. The Rams are going to win this game. Uh, this is why they brought Stafford to L.A. for games like this. They right. need to win the Rams – Cooper Cup will have a humongous game this week, I think. I think Stafford will have a huge game. I think the Rams are going to win this game, and I think it's going to go over. And I would take the Rams on the money line since it's a pick em, basically. Um, right. Rams, Rams on the money line. And this game could, could very easily get to 70 points, very easily. So I would take the over on this. And uh, – I see this number, this over under number going up over 50 before kickoff for sure. For sure. So, right. It was a 19 practice squad players uh, with an extra game being played. I think you're going to see that now. Where every once yep. in a while, you're going to get the Big 12 is going to seep in here and you're going to get games like that in the 70s, the 80s. Mm-hmm. Uh, just crazy back and forth game. We had one early in the season, the Chargers and, uh, Cleveland, when Cleveland originally lost those first two tackles, but they kept scoring though, and so did the Chargers. I think Boza got hurt in that game. Um, each team started like losing players, and it was just back and forth. I think that was a prelude of what's going to happen now, like weeks 12 through 17. Chargers steal is last Sunday night, too 41 37. Right. That was another exactly. game, so with two distance coaches. Who said okay? They were on the head. Said okay, we got it. Okay, we got to get this in the shootout. Yep. Versus saying okay, no, no, stop. Put it on defense. Going to run it. A game that you would think would be that way. Sunday night, Baltimore. Right. Baltimore. They had riots as well. Uh, not recently, but they had the one where the guy was killed by the cops. Minus three against Cleveland. Again, this is this is one of those that I'm picking on organization. Uh, Lamar Jackson is going to be back. Uh, this reminds me of when Cleveland went to Denver. The big difference is that this is a division game, right? Uh, the Browns help something back. We're going to see next week against the Ravens. That's why, again, hard about the points. I've made a lot of money going the other way. But this game will go under. It will be a field goal game. 
would not be shocked if this game is uh, 17-14. Or what? 21-20. That's under 46. That's the Browns covering. So on Sunday night, because Stefanowski, very disciplined man. Remember, emotional control. You make remember, we use business and financial concepts to bet on these games. Since I have an MBA, securities licenses, clients worth um, a lot of money. <laughs> uh, Scott can answer this question. We got a question from Podbean. Is Elijah Mitchell playing? Um, hold on a sec. I could tell you in a minute. Um, I believe he is. I okay. believe he practiced today. Uh, let me see. Uh, Elijah Mitchell practiced today, limited. So he's headed in the right direction. Right. Yeah, they wouldn't um, practice him the best he could. Exactly, exactly. Um, I would, I would monitor it the next day or two, especially tomorrow. Yeah, limited in Wednesday's practice. He missed all practice last week, so I would, I would say he's going to play, but I don't know if he'll get the full snap share that he did, be, simply because Debo is, is in the backfield and playing well. So I would monitor it for sure. I would see if he gets upgraded to full um, by Friday. And then I would make your decision based on that. Right. Shanahan's still going to run the ball anyway. So any anybody that's in the backfield is going to have success running the ball. Right. He always has one guy right. in every game that that is very successful running the ball. Last week it was Debo. The week before it was Elijah Mitchell. It could be Jeff Wilson this week. Who knows? So, right. He, he's a if you read upon uh, Shanahan. He views himself as a uh, a guru in the in the in the in the running game. So any yep. defense you have to stop the run, if you load up, is the wrong defense, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Uh, that's just the way he's wired. That's the way he thinks, and that arrogance, right? This is the reason why it makes him a good coach, and he hung. 26 points on on uh, Bill Belichick in the first half of the Super Bowl. Yeah. And, yeah full and, g- game plan and money even more. And what you're yeah. saying with his arrogance, Debo hasn't been stopped in the backfield yet. He's going to keep doing right. it until he gets stopped. So. Right. And I like the way they collaborate because that defensive game plan they had against the Rams, that's John Lynch, man. That's John Lynch come designing a game plan. All right. All right, let me write them back. Thank you for listening to Podbean for making you money. And Scott is a fan, is a fancy guru. So any questions you have, we're happy to direct them towards him. So to recap, uh, we like the LA Rams on the money line. Over forty-seven. What do you think, Chad? Uh, yeah, we're on the we're on the, the Browns and Ravens right now, right? Yes, the Browns and the Ravens. So, 
as far as the uh, the Browns and the Ravens go, I like Cleveland. Uh, yeah, if I can get plus four, I'll do that because three and a half right now. Gonna have by the home, half a point, make it plus four because I see a 21 20, 23 20 game coming and I like it under 46. DraftKings has it at four right now, just so you know. DraftKings has it at four right now. DraftKings has it at four right now. Yeah, I would jump on that. What do you think, Scott? Then, Chad. So I I agree with you. I think this is going to be a, a run heavy type of game. Um, you know, the last time these teams played, they put almost ninety up on the board, but Cleveland had the full weapon arsenal of weaponry. So uh, I see a big running game. Uh, Lamar is back after a week week of inactivity because of an illness. Uh, practicing full today, so he's going to be ready to go. Um, I think they're going to run the ball a lot. I mean. <laughs> More than more than the Chicago Detroit game, um, so right. I, I I see the clock going by really fast. I see the under in this game, and I like Baltimore. You know, I don't like playing Harbaugh as a favorite, but in this situation, I'll take him as a favorite. He's going for number one seed, so I'll take the I'll take the Ravens and the under in this game. Ravens in the under. I'm going Cleveland in the under. You know, oh, excuse me, Cleveland, not not Baltimore, Cleveland. Cleveland and the under. Oh, okay. We're Cleveland and the under. <laughs> All right, to clarify, yes. Yeah. It's late. It's late. They're trying to wear it down, but we got some <laughs> juice for the fourth quarter. <laughs> I'm distracted by Santa Claus's outfit. <laughs> yeah, Santa Claus. I don't even believe in Santa Claus. Right, right. Or the Easter Bunny, but yeah. You know, absolutely. It is uh, Thanksgiving. It is Thanksgiving. Yep. yep. We're making you look good in front of the family members. Exactly. Giving you the winners. And I'll recap the winners for Thanksgiving after we finish. So we got two mm-hmm. Cleveland plus four on DraftKings. Get it now. Plus four in Bovada. Get it now. Get it now. Under 46 points. Get that now. Who knows what happened? The weather. What do you think, Chad Nolan? Yeah, I agree, man. You guys, you guys got it right. Uh, tough division game here. A lot of running. Um, Baltimore wins by three. Get Cleveland on the other side of three, three and a half, four. And, yeah, this is going to come under the 46. Um, just going to be a hard, hard-fought division game. Uh, it's going to be close and low scoring. Uh, this is going to come in well under the 46, I think. 100%. 100%. And, man, those are three of – we agree on that. So bet double, bet double, bet equal amounts in both games. And if all three of us agree on something, history will tell you, the numbers will tell you through the first 11 weeks of the season that you will monetize about 80% of the times you bet on all three of us. Agree, and you can almost bet that if we disagree, the game's going to be crazy, <laughs> going uh, a lot of different ways. All right, so last game, we're ready for the fourth quarter, ready for overtime if we have to play, because we've been uh, working out. We're ready. We're not one of those teams that taking the easy way out. You got 
Pete Carroll, 95% of people can't change. Pete Carroll wrote in his book, Win Forever, that he's never going to change. He's going to do what? He's going to play that defense. Monty Kiffin, who's been talking a lot about tonight, because Monty, Monty Kiffin, his fingerprints, his defense, Tampa 2 is a coverage, not a defense. What they have is a zone defense that, of course, Bill Belichick and Nick Satan play. And he's not going to change it. He says he's never going to change it. Cover two, right? Cover three, zone against Ron Rivera, Super Bowl winning defensive coordinator. Had never won a Super Bowl as a head coach. His defensive coordinator has won a Super Bowl as a coordinator, not as a head coach. Maybe he probably should be the next coach for USC. Is he looking ahead? Jack Del Rio. I love their quarterback. Always have. Uh, Washington is on a two-game winning streak. Seattle's on a two-game losing streak. North Turner, his son is the offensive coordinator for your Washington Redskins, is notorious for having a whole new game plan for the second half of the season. Uh, this is in Washington. This is almost like a playoff elimination game. Make sense of this game for me, Scott Cove. I can't. I got to think Carroll's got to change here eventually. Um, you know, they have no no running game. Russell Wilson's been subpowered the last two games. Um, Washington's playing really good right now. Uh, Seattle's not going to have – may not have their top two cornerbacks in the game. Um, it's a Monday night game. I, I think at Washington, I'm going to take Washington. I'm going to take them on the money line. And I'm going to take it under because I, I just can't trust Seattle right now in their offense. I, I don't think I think Carroll's going to just try to run the ball into the line. And I don't think it's going to work. Um, okay, this, the Seattle organization is is in total chaos right now. Total chaos. Um, you know, and I, I think that all starts with the head coach. I think Pete Carroll has, uh, you know, he will not change his philosophy. You know, I hate going back to the coach and his philosophy, but in this case, you have to. He just wants to run the ball and play defense, and I don't think their defense is, is good enough right now. Um, so I think McLaurin has a huge game. I think Antonio Gibson continues his good play the last two weeks. Um, I think Heineke's going to have time to throw the ball to, to McLaurin and to uh, any receiver that he chooses. So I think Washington wins a, a like a 28-17 type of game. Um, on Monday night, they're on a nice roll right now. Uh, they're back in the playoff mix um, where they were out of it two weeks ago. I think Del Rio and Rivera stamp is clearly on this team right now. I think they got better coming out of the bye, and I think they'll continue that. I think they'll win this game. So I'll take them to the football team, Washington, money line, and under the total. What do you think, Chad? No, so Washington, money night under 47. 
Oh, I totally agree here. Um, man, I just think the Seattle team is the 2021 Seattle team. Um, you know, until they can show us they can change. I, I, I think Washington's trending up here. They've been looking good at home game here. Um, team's got to come all the way across the country. I, I think Washington money lines the right side. I think Washington can win this game. And, yeah, I mean, Seattle, just the way they've been playing in their style, I mean, they, you, that number's kind of high. you got to love them on the under. Their last two games have come, you know, been total under games. Um, and I think they're going to continue to play that style. I 100% agree. That's, you know, it, this is like styles make fights. Because different coaching staffs this late in the season with deep-laid defenses, you would think it would go over, right? But not these guys. Not these guys. And, you know, changing is about listening. Not listening to argue, but listening to understand. And my first instinct was Washington. And the only reason I would pick Seattle was if I wanted to live in the past. <laughs> Old school Seattle. Uh, they just don't have the horses, right? And if a quarterback can make three first downs with his legs, he'll win. And their team will win 70% of the time. Uh, this Helensky, or whatever his name is for Washington, he can do that. He can do that. So can Russell Wilson. Um, it's going to be cold, right? So I think Chad was making the point of uh, Russell Wilson's hands in the cold. It's not getting, he's not going to feel the way he usually uh, would feel, right? So that 100% is going to be a factor, right? So Monday night, in a way, it's almost like a home dog, right? Because uh, Washington isn't getting over minus three, right? Vegas usually will say oh, minus three. You give a home team. They're not giving that to Washington. And Washington is coming off a two-win winning streak. And one of those wins was against Tampa Bay uh, last year's Super Bowl champs. So it's not like a soft two-game uh, winning streak, right? It really, it really is not. Uh, and then last week it was the Panthers. They put 27 points on a very good Panther defense. So if they can do that against Carolina, they definitely can do that against Seattle. Chad said he was feeling an 80% week, man. I like that a lot. Regardless, there's a high probability that Jason is still in Vegas. He bets equal amounts on each game. He's going to cash a lot of tickets. So we'll go Scott and Chad, and we'll go Winston Churchill. Final word, Scott. So again, happy, happy Thanksgiving to everybody that's listening. Um, yeah. Hope your day goes well tomorrow. Hope your betting goes well. Um, I agree. I, I feel really, really good week coming this week. I think uh, I think we're we're on on board with a lot of the picks, which only leads to success for this podcast. Good job. Yeah. So I, I, I you know, I, 
you know, it's becoming crystal clear. You're looking at these trends. They're, they're, it's like a flashing light right there. Just look at the trends. Look at the teams. Um, look at the weather forecast too. Like, a, like in the as you said, the Seattle Washington game. Russell Wilson cold temp with his fingers. You know, he's not going to be able to feel much probably. Um, but again, I feel an eighty percent week here. I agree with you guys. I feel eighty percent coming. Um, hopefully, nothing crazy happens, but. Um, again, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. If it does, we'll be ready for it. <laughs> yep. yep, absolutely. What do you think, Chad? And Chad, uh, I know Chad's on the West Coast, but I know uh, the first college game tomorrow is at 3.30, then 7.30. Um, before I clean the outside where people are going to hang out afterwards, actually, I'll clean the outside, then I'll come back inside. And I'm going to break down Fresno State, San Jose State, and the Egg Bowl, Ole Miss, and Mississippi State. And I know Chad's going to help me collaborate with those picks. We'll post those on Twitter. And if Jason's in Vegas, anybody around him, I would, I would, I would put tickets on the, on these picks. What do you think, Chad? Noma? Yeah, man. Um... Can't wait to get started on the college stuff and uh, happy Thanksgiving, <laughs> everyone. And let's let's make some money this week. We will make some money. And again, you did not, in my opinion, you should not pay Action Sports three hundred bucks a month for data. What we put into the Hawthorne effect, the research, with the reading that we put into this podcast, we're giving you that and a lot more in value. But it's just not that. It is time. Time is the only asset you cannot get back in life. That's why you should practice mindfulness. You should focus and enjoy your family. Enjoy food. If it's at the casino, at the sports book, tip your waitress. Use our picks to make money. And have a good time at the sports book with a waitress and new friends you might find. And before you go, before you go into your final thing, yeah. these these things, these po- betting podcasts you listen to, do not give you every game. This one does. We go through every game. So because they hit sixty percent or whatever, that's not on every game. That's on like five or six. <laughs> when we hit, when we hit the sixty, it's on sixty to seventy. It's on every single game. So there's a difference. And I'm betting every too. single game. I'm putting yeah. money on every single yeah. game. Yeah. And believe me, when you, it doesn't matter how much money you have or don't have, when you put a thousand dollars in every game, you have a heightened awareness yep. because of the way we've been socialized, the way we've been taught, ingrained about money. Right, so money. I noticed this one time I was at McDonald's and I noticed the mom with a baby that could not be more than nine months. And when she pulled out the money to pay for the food, the baby's face lit up and the baby grabbed for the money. <laughs> so we're not even nine months in where money hits the dopamine center in our brains and gives us a heightened awareness. So, not only are we making you money in the short, mid, and long term, and like Scott said, giving you every game, we're giving you authenticity, but also transparency. It's like a perspective when you buy 
a non-Chinese stock in the in the in the stock market in the uh, in the Nasdaq or the uh, NYC, right? E New York Stock Exchange prospectus, real number on every game. We track every game, and you can listen back to the old podcasts. That, in my opinion, are more valuable than the current podcast because you don't care about the outcomes. You're listening to the whys that are what? Consistent, repeatable, and scalable. 52.5% is break even, right? And what makes it a business is that we've been over 52.5%. Now, we're being responsible and we're challenging ourselves to consistently be at 70 to 80%. That's why the name of the podcast is 70% because that's where we want to be. We want to buy high. The bigger the margin, the bigger the business. And that's legit business advice that you don't get on any other sports betting podcast along with the tracking, the authenticity, the completeness of every single game. And Winston Churchill said, not religion, not philanthropy. You make a living from your labor, but you make your life from what you give. And don't feel free. Uh, those folks on, on Podbean, uh, the live stream on YouTube, yeah, they can send they can send questions to me on Twitter if they have any questions too. I'm happy to answer it. So. We'll give you all our Twitters, all our Instagrams. We are just regular dudes. You see that it it comes from having a really good conversation with complete strangers at the sports book. That's Captain Tate. That's that's the culture we we're, we're creating. You make a living from your labor, but you make a you make a living from your labor. But you make a life from the drink tickets you give. No, <laughs> you make a life from what you give. Thank you for listening to the ESPC podcast network. All right, all right, all right. My bookie A G M Y B O O K I E is giving you a two hundred and fifty dollar free bet Thursday afternoon on the Dallas Cowboys as a host the Vegas Raiders. So what we're saying is go ahead and bet Dallas minus a seven. And up to $250, MyBookieAG will be from the bet. Also, with promo code ESBC, they will double your deposit. Any questions, any issues, we gave you the pick so you can make a lot of money. So ESBC plus the bonus. You'll be making money watching sports and helping the process so we can continue to give you every single pick.
for free. The over and the under and the side. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Have a wonderful holiday season. And use our picks to make you money. And also use our concepts, right? To help you make better business and life decisions. All the best.